Hi, I'm Allison Bramlett, and welcome to my podcast. I'm so excited to be hanging out with you today and my great friend, Jonathan Valenzuela, who I call JV, the Jesus version. Today, we're going to be talking about life. It's real. It happens. And how do you survive it? So please share, like, and let your family know about our podcast as we get started. So welcome to the podcast, JV. Oh, hey, hey. Thanks for having me. I am really excited. So we're in a season that we're headed into called the holiday season. Holiday. It's exciting to be with friends and family if you like them. It's, you know, it. holidays are, are, are interesting in that it, you love them or you hate them. There's... There's no uh, in between. Well, there is an in between. You just not care. There's plenty of folks. There's that's the majority of my family. So uh, holidays are interesting. I wanted to talk about that because I think it's amazing how it's a great, great time of year, but it can be a lonely time of year. It can mm-hmm. be a frustrating time of year. And I wanted to share today some really good things, fun things that you can do, ways to be involved with each other, ways to forgive, to get over things, to not be offended, um, to go ahead and be kind, to go. Yeah, give the gift of kindness, give the gift of forgiveness this season, and um, don't be mad at that weird uncle or aunt that stays on the couch, holds the remote, and just yells when the food's ready. (laughs) And don't don't call him the weird uncle or aunt. There's a start. I mean... Okay, I'm in trouble already. I'm already. All, already. We'll keep you straight. That's right. I don't have any of those in my family, just to let you know. You know what? No one's weird when everyone's weird. That's exactly right. When when you set the pattern for norms. So I'm asking you, as we're starting to talk, can you think of those moments in your life that are funny during the holidays of past, those moments in life that are weird in the holidays of past, and those moments in life that are so sweet, those things that you hold on. This year, my husband's grandmother went to heaven, and she was such a wonderful lady, and she loved the holidays. She gave everyone a gift. Um, if you went to her house, she had enough food to feed an army. She was the hub that held everything together, and she's done ceramics for over 50 years, and they are beautiful now. Jeff's mom's done them with her, and they sell the trees. They they paint them. They have a kill in their backyard. It's just so much fun. And they're beautiful. And, you know, over the years, we've gotten piggy banks, and we've gotten the ceramic trees with the lights, and I actually have pumpkins and all this other things that have been gifts. And last week, when I began to pull out my little ceramic tree, and I flipped it over, and it said, I love you. Merry Christmas, Granny. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> in her little handwriting, and Mama, because they did them together. It brought such a sweetness to me where maybe in the past I had taken a ceramic tree for granted. And and, and this is sounding maybe silly to some of you and think, man, she's so different. Well, yeah, I'm pretty weird anyway. But I think sometimes when we have loss and things are no longer there, that's almost the time we appreciate something. And it's so much better if we go ahead and appreciate ahead of time. And I love my parents always say, if you'll exchange appreciation for Mm -hmm. expectation— it just shifts the atmosphere. And during this season, which I believe every day we should be thankful, um, this season of sharing love and sharing life, I think it's so great to go ahead and be intentional to just be thankful for the guy that is sitting in the chair with Absolutely. the remote control or the aunt or the children that are running up and down the stairs or the one that came over to my house many years ago, took a permanent marker and wrote their name on all my light sockets be- because he had learned to label things, and he labeled my house. <laughs> well, Scott, it was like my kids in your office. I mean, you can't deny that they were there. If you ever you come to my anyway. office at Covenant Church, there's a beautiful bench that has permanent marker 
all over it where JV's boys have taken their artistic flair. I can't wait for them to sign it for real one day and it'd be worth it's, money. It's going to be amazing. It's <laughs> going to be. You mentioned intentionality, and I think during the holiday season, I think a, a, a better word is awareness. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Uh, you can't be intentional without being aware. That, yes. It's like a starting point. And I know for me, growing up, uh, you know, kids, the things you don't know about are easy to take for mm-hmm. granted. Uh, as an adult, it took me being an adult to to know that uh, when we were kids, that if my grandfather, my dad's dad, had not sent money, we wouldn't have Christmas. That's right. If uh, my grandparents didn't bring food to us for Thanksgiving and Christmas, it would have been we PB and J. It would have been PB and J or ramen noodles. That's right. I mean. When they come out with turkey ramen noodles, then we might be able to take that somewhere. Well, you forget though. You're like you're you right. Do. Be aware of who's providing this. There's someone who's that's providing. working hard at this. And and what's more is our grandfather, my dad's dad. He lived in Ohio, and we're down all the way in Georgia. And the visits were sparse, few, far between. Not because no one wanted to, but because it's. It's hard to do, especially Mm -hmm. for someone who's older, Uh, and so. And then for you guys, when you have small children and or wherever you're at, those fixed income moments, which I've had many of them, and you're eating tuna fish and praying over and and get mustard and mayonnaise out of the stores that you've went bought a ninety nine cents hamburger from and taking them home for your tuna fish. Welcome to the real world. I'm thankful for turkey this week. Right, and so you don't really know where to direct any kind of Thanksgiving because you're not aware. So if you turn on the awareness, if you turn on the eyes and the ears, you know, I love, I love it. It's one of my favorite because it applies to so many things. Those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, let them. Yes. And so to me, that sounds like a command. Yeah, to keep too. my eyes wide open, my mm-hmm. ears open, tune my antenna up. What's going on around me? Not just in the spiritual, but in the physical. You know, we get so bogged down in uh, the spirit. Let me. Can I say this? We get so bogged you down in the anything. spiritual meaning of Christmas and Thanksgiving. We literally forget about the immediate glory in your surroundings, in your family. Yes, Jesus is the reason for the season, but that love is expressed in the family. You can say that all day long, but if you go home and you're angry at the uncle sitting on the couch. Or at your spouse or your your children and there's frustration. I always say, don't let this this time be frustrating. Go ahead and enjoy it. Don't let the little details rob you from something great. Absolutely. If if it's going to stress you out that everything has to look a certain way, just go ahead and throw that out and buy paper plates. You know what I mean? Enjoy Lord. The moment. Take yes. the pressure off the, because the purpose is spending time with each other. I always yes. say put a lens of love on and a language of kindness. Absolutely. And, well, that's easy to say, but it is to be aware. I have to be aware what lens I'm looking through, and that is being spiritual. And then I have to make a choice yes. to be intentional with what I've been made aware of. Mm-hmm. And so from awareness to intentionality, I already have to have something brewing in my heart. I've already made myself thankful. I've already determined that I'm going to be grateful. It's not a mistake when it says to enter into his gates with thanksgiving, because if you don't, if you don't already have that intention in yourself, purpose in yourself, you're not getting anywhere. And it's the same thing in our relationships during the holidays or any other day. I have to already have something set up in my heart, in my thinking Mm -hmm. that allows me to do it in the moment. That's so good. And it's so true. And I love how you said you have to be aware and then be intentional mm-hmm. because it, 
those are still choices that yeah. we're all making. I love that you quoted Psalms. I love David. David's dealing with stuff. And mm-hmm. so many times we see where he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. He tells his soul, mm-hmm. magnify the Lord. What he's saying is, I'm being intentional. I'm making a choice to go ahead yes. and get into a place of thankfulness. Maybe not thankful for the situation. Maybe not thankful for the circumstance mm-hmm. or the pressure. But go ahead and realize, be thankful because you're surviving. You're yes. a survivor or we wouldn't be here today. You're coming through. And I do believe the best is yet to come. He knew this is not the end. That's right. One of my, one of my favorite things about David is, those wonderful psalms that all of us cling to. Most of them are written in the moments when somebody's trying to kill him. Yes. Somebody's trying to take his throne. His own son is trying to take over the kingdom. That's right. Uh, Saul's chasing after him. There's so many things going on in the life of the king. But even still, even so, I rejoice, Lord. Lord. That's Thank right. you, God. Bless the Lord, oh, oh my, my soul, and all. all that's within me. Bless his holy name. And so forget not his benefits. He's saying, hey, soul, don't forget the benefits that God has for me. Let me remind myself yes. that I'm still winking and blinking and breathing today. There's something to be thankful for. There's miracles happening. I, I told someone recently, I said, you have 100% yes. survived so mm-hmm. far. So far. <laughs> so far. We're survivors. Mm-hmm. But not only that, God doesn't want us to stay there. When you get thankful, you go from being a survivor to being like a thriver. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's even a good word, but that's what came to me. But you actually become victorious. He went from a position. He inclined. He said, incline my heart. That meant there was some decline in it. There was a there was some brokenness, but he was intentional. Say, okay, yeah. lift up, lift up my head. Mm-hmm. Let me look up. Mm-hmm. Let me get out of my pitifulness, out of my brokenness, and yes. let me see what I can be thankful for. Look, let me be aware. And and you said something beautiful. Um, you know, entering to his gates with thanksgiving. Well, in my poetic estimation, uh, the kingdom of heaven is within me. Yes. So the gates are also within me. Mm-hmm. So if I'm entering into his gates with thanksgiving, that means thanksgiving is opening me up and allows the garbage, the junk yes. to be exposed and dealt with. Let it go. Continue to give thanks. And then all the good stuff gets to populate the interior of, of uh, your anatomy, of, of your psychology, and all the things that really don't matter. If you're just thankful, if you'll practice thankfulness... Mm-hmm. Then the soul begins to follow. The emotions begin to follow. The feelings begin to follow. The things that used to rule you don't rule you quite as much. Thanksgiving is is almost is is really you know opening the prison doors. It is, and it allows you to let other people people that you've held in contempt for years because they brought the same casserole as you, or they stole your grandmother's recipe, (laughs) or they slapped your mama because the turkey was too good, or they did not tell you the secret barbecue sauce. Uh, (laughs) The nerve. But thankfulness allows them to go free and you to go free. I believe thankfulness allows us to live. It absolutely does. You know, there's so many times I've heard people say, oh, this may be our last this. And I always tell people, don't worry about dying. Worry about, and really it says not Mm. worry about anything, but don't let that disturb you. Let's be focused on living with purpose. Let's be focused on being thankful. When you begin to do those things, it Mm -hmm. changes your mindset. It changes. It lets you enjoy the moment that you're in. You know, I believe that it's also really important during these times to celebrate the small things. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up. 
Um, and there's people that grow up with all kind of stuff, but I'll just share with you a little bit. I grew up, my parents were farmers, and um, we were on a very limited income, and we ate off the land, and mm-hmm. we got like one gift a year. And I remember going to what used to be TGMY. I don't know if anybody knows who that and what that is, but that's saying I'm older and I don't want to talk about that. That would be like <laughs> your Dollar General probably. <laughs> But, hallelujah, there that is. But I would go, and Mom would say, we can go in and we can look, but you can't get anything. And we would get to go. We would we would look shop. Man, mm-hmm. who does that anymore? That's like a... Me. That's that that, too. <laughs> <laughs> has and his beautiful wife, Christina, have two um, little boys. They're twins. They're three-year-old, and they are fabulous. But um, JV definitely is looking at shopping right now. Yes, we're, we're just looking. We're just looking. We're just looking. But... It, it taught me a lot of great things. And I remember, yeah. okay, so there was a pair of 99 cents earrings. They were long and they had little stars on them. Very Cindy Glopper. Let me again date myself. And um, my mom, I remember getting those, those little 99 cent earrings. Man, I wore them. I kept them mm-hmm. for years. I actually don't even know that I didn't get rid of them after they were like rusted down mm-hmm. and threw them out as um, I was married years and years later because they were so special to me. Right. And it was such a small thing. And man, my mom just made me look so dressed me up and we had the greatest time. But she was aware. Mm-hmm. To make me feel important. And it was not about how much something cost or how much it was. And now that I look back, it's one of my most memorable gifts for Mm -hmm. 99 cents. And I've been given a lot since then. And I think that we get caught up in this competition Mm -hmm. of, um, or we put a pressure on ourselves that this is how we show things. It's about just giving each other time. I don't know that it was the 99 cents earrings or my mom and me playing together that day mm-hmm. that I remember. But together yep. that made for a beautiful memory for me. So as a family, there's some things that we do during the um, holiday season that I think are wonderful in the sense of making traditional mm-hmm. memories, things that we can share that keep Jesus as the center, us as the center for each yep. other. And it's not about spending money. Because yes. today there's a lot of pressure to spend money. And Do you that, feel I that? Mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful moment. And something that your parents have taught us, uh, you know, Papa and Mama Pope, yeah. they, they've taught us to appreciate or, or um, to give appreciation, not expectation. Yeah. And I know uh, if, if we just dive into my family unit for a moment, for me and my siblings, Christmas was not a huge deal. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal that we got to see our mom, our dad. We got to we got to spend time with family. Yeah. Those were the big deals. And of course, we love the presents. Who? What kid Your doesn't kids. love the presents? Yeah. Um, in Christina's family unit, Christmas was the event. It was uh, all the stops were pulled at no expense spared. And so when we came together as as a family unit, and we brought Blended drastically <laughs> different perspectives of what it looks like, yeah, we came into some we came into some serious bumps in the road. Yeah, I'm like I don't want to spend the money. She's like we're gonna spend the money. And, yeah, um, and this year it's it's taken us about five years <laughs> to find your own to find to find our cruise yeah. to find our cruise control moment. Um, and it and, and it really has had a lot to do with decreasing the expectation of what it should be. Yes. And appreciating what's right in front of you. So good. What it can be. Um, 
you know, when you appreciate, you actually increase potential. You do. When you put expectation on something, you decrease, decrease it. its potential. Mm-hmm. When I put it, if I put an expectation on you, I may see it as realistic. You may see it as unrealistic. Yes. And there's going to be friction. Um, but if I appreciate the work that you're doing, or you appreciate the work that I'm doing, it actually sets me up to go above and beyond. It does. And so when we bring that into the dynamic of the holidays, you know, take the expectations off. Yeah. Please, dear God, take the expectations off. Don't let's expect appreciate. anybody to be any certain way. That's right. Except for kind. I mean, that's a decent expectation. And if they're not, you you go ahead and you be, you be kind. kind. Absolutely. <laughs> that's right. And learn to appreciate. Mm-hmm. What's right in front of you? What are the blessings that God has been so generous in preserving for you? So good. You know, something else I think is really important. I grew up, too, with my parents saying they never wanted to come out of the holidays with more pressure than they went in. Oh, and a lot of yeah. times when we go in debt mm-hmm. for our gifts, and even though we may have the biggest Christmas, and that morning feels great, it's not buying that new car. It smells so good until the third payment. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, this car smells like French fries. No, I'm right. just no and, and, and there's nothing. I, I'm saying God gives us wisdom. But yes. during this time, one thing we've done as a family is um, we've never went in debt. For Christmas Mm -hmm. gifts. I've actually said, hey, take my name out of that list. We're not going to exchange with everybody. We love y'all, but um, we're going to be there, but we're not going to change. And then they're like, we want to give you money. Well, if you give me money, I'm going to buy diapers. (laughs) So, you know, if you want me to buy gifts, (laughs) that's not what's... Because that's... And you know what? That's okay. It's okay to have honest, vulnerable conversations about where everyone's at and remember to enjoy each other. Just take this moment to... Have this great time together. So we always went in saying, don't come out with more pressure on you. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and enjoy those things. But something that we do at Thanksgiving um, and at Christmas, and actually this is something I did almost every morning with my children when they were growing up, is on the way to school or when we're in the car, we actually say to each other what we appreciate about each other, what we like Mm -hmm. about each other, what we're thankful for. And obviously my mom and dad did that with my sister and I. Dad said when we were about eight and probably 10, we were fighting a bunch. Can you believe children, girls Mm, fighting? Mm, Never. Not sharing well. So he made Ephesians um, for our scripture verse, um, Ephesians 4, 28 through 32, still our scripture verse um, still today. You can look it up. I'm not going to share it with you. Give you a little homework with your Bible. It's important to read the Word every day. And so we began to get in. That became our thing that we would have to do. And from that, we began to just brag on each other. Mm-hmm. So we, I took that on. And one of the sweetest things to me is that Thanksgiving, and we'll do it this year, and we'll do it during Christmas, is everyone around the table says what they're thankful for. Maybe a person may think, and it is the sweetest time. And we're not allowed to be critical. We're not allowed to say what we don't like. I mean, you're mm-hmm. only allowed to give a compliment, mm-hmm. and it changes the atmosphere of the entire room. It makes something that can be sometimes chaotic <laughs> very beautiful and very yeah. sweet. I, You know, you and I have a mutual friend, um, Dr. Vince Callahan. Yes, we do. Very sweet, wonderful man, uh, gifted Actually, counselor. Vince was um, Jeff and our first marriage counselor. Jeff and I went through, um, if you haven't listened to some of our other podcasts, you may know that we have a miracle marriage. So thankful for Jesus in the middle of it. We fought Hallelujah. for our family rather than with each other. Well, we fought with each other, too, mm-hmm. but we decided fighting for each other was better. But Vince was a great 
man that came mm-hmm. in and um, came alongside of us and was a safe place for us. And then told us what we were needed to work on. Hallelujah. That's right. He's, he's good at that. Solicited or unsolicited, he's yes. good. Um, one thing that he taught us is uh, we've, we've asked him questions about raising our kids. Yeah. You know, everybody's kids are different and everybody's circumstances are different. But he said uh, one of the things that kids have in common across the board is that when the world is too big, your inner world gets very chaotic. Yes. And you don't know how to act. You don't know how to feel. And therefore, you may or may not act your best or worst. And so what he told us to do whenever Ezekiel, Ezekiel is our is our live wire. He is always on, it seems. Um, naps are his mortal enemy. <laughs> and uh, one thing that he's developed recently is just this habit of throwing a tantrum. Uh, and they're, they're horrendous. As I don't a dad, think he got those from you, did he? Not a bit. That's totally 100% grandma. Um, <clears throat> uh, on, on your mother's side. No, I'm just uh, kidding. I'm playing. I'm playing. I just felt the cold wind of uh, oppression come against me. Uh, anyway, um, what he told us to do is whenever, whenever he starts acting chaotic, it's because mm-hmm. his world feels too big. That's right. And he said, you've got to make his world smaller. And whatever that looks like. And for us, that means we take away the external noise. We, we yeah. put him in a room to himself or with us, and we just make his world smaller. You quiet th- it down. You quiet it down. You slow it down. And, and you do that until you reach the perfect place for him to find peace. And I think that's part of what happens during the holidays yes. is the hustle, the bustle, the invitations, uh, the expectations. It makes our world very, very big. And all of a sudden we feel very small and powerless. So good. And so what I would encourage us to do this year and for years to come is really take time to set boundaries, set appropriate boundaries for yourself first. Mm-hmm what you want your life to be during this time. And usually, if you can set it during this time, it's good year-round. Year-round, I agree. You know what? And if you've already got those principles, don't abandon them during this time. You know, it makes no sense if you spend all year budgeting just to lose it all in the span of two months. So practice making your world smaller. Practice honoring your boundaries, Mm -hmm. what you will and won't accept. I loved what you said. We weren't allowed to criticize. That's a boundary. That's a a great boundary. Mm -hmm. And it's one that's followed you through your life. And so that's that's something that we're doing. We're making our world a little bit smaller Mm -hmm. to keep our internal world spinning. You know, when you said that, and it it sounds so, um, I guess, old school, but if you can't say something nice... Don't, Don't say, say anything at all. Keep your mouth shut. And I think we're in such a time where everyone feels like your opinion has a right or should be heard. And really, if it's not kind and it's not mm-hmm. for the edification, the building up of others, again, Ephesians 4, if you'll take that and really put it to heart and realize if this doesn't bring grace to the hearer, mm-hmm. It may be that I don't need to say it. It's okay that you can think it. You may need to process it. It's okay to set boundaries, but there's some things Mm -hmm. that I think are just for you that you have to work through. And then go ahead and give that encouraging word. There's one thing you can like about everybody. Absolutely. I remember being picked on in school by a young girl and, Boy, there was so much I wanted to say and do. I was in middle school, and I came home, and I was very upset. My mom let me have my moment Mm -hmm. because my mom was my safe place. But a real safe place doesn't let you stay hurt. It makes you strong. That's right. And so she let me get my hurt out, but then she said, okay, what, what's one 
good thing you can say about that girl. I thought, well, nothing. What are you? What's what's wrong with you? No, Allison. What's one thing? And I always had thought I have naturally curly hair that I have to straighten. She has beautiful straight hair. I remember this young girl. I said, Mom, she has the most beautiful hair. And I just began to think, Gosh, that girl has beautiful. Now that seems very shallow, but I was just beginning to look for something positive I could say. It's okay that we mm-hmm. need to set some boundaries for ourselves. I believe during this time because I believe all of our worlds are feeling kind of big. Mm-hmm. There's a little chaos going around us in just the time we're living in. Yes. Let's bring that in, make it small. And when you begin appreciating and being thankful for things, it changes. It brings a it peace does. into your atmosphere. And Psalms 4610 is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of busy, you can still be still and be peaceful. Mm-hmm. And I love like you ever see a duck on a pond, but you don't see is how quick they're Feet are moving underneath On the surface, the water. everything's beautiful That's and graceful, right. and you're just like, oh, my gosh. Beautiful little. And those little feet are just kicking furiously. That's right, kicking furiously. But there, so in my life, I'm like, Lord, I know that there's a lot of things that I need to be doing and I can be moving, but you can let me float like a duck on a pond even while I'm working, moving, and it does not have to look frantic or panicked. And I believe that this season for you is going to be the best that you've ever had, that you are going to quiet yourself. I love what you said about Ezekiel and you guys, that you're going to be aware of those things, become Mm -hmm. intentional of what God's got around you, become thankful and go ahead and decide. I love this. Set your boundaries and those things that you've been doing that are working for you. Don't drop them. Don't drop them on New Year's night and make a bad decision that mm-hmm. you're going to have to get over. No, no, no. Let's go ahead and let's keep going. Let's consider. And one thing 2020, I think, has done for everyone is made them prioritize and think what's really important. Yes. And it's always, always, always relationships. Got relationships it. are more important than anything else. And I think you have to keep them first. Close us out, JV. What you got? Yeah, I love I love the... Um... I love several translations of the Bible. One of my favorite is the message. It's not a translation. It's a paraphrase. Maybe be complain all you want about it. It's still good. I read, read it too. It's good. I like it. But one of the one of the ways Eugene uh, Patterson Peterson. Whatever Eugene. Eugene. First hey, name basis only. <laughs> uh, we're friends. Uh, I appreciate his work. He he starts talking about grace. Yeah. And he starts asking questions. Are you tired? Yeah. Are you worn down? Or have you just had enough? Yeah. And then he, he he moves forward and he says, you know what? Step in to the unforced rhythms of grace. I love unforced rhythms. Unforced rhythms of grace. And you know what that looks like? When I get in when I get on a river, mm-hmm. I don't have to do a whole lot of work in order to get some movement going. No. The river's taking me. And so that's what appreciation and thanksgiving does. If you'll just step into that thanksgiving, it'll move you. Yes. It'll move mountains. It'll cut things down that need to be cut in half, cut down, moved. Uh, And ultimately, it'll water your life in such a way that at the end of the journey, you'll realize that you have kept your energy. You have kept your peace. uh, You have been able to be thankful through it all. Uh, and you'll get to where you're going. You'll get to where you want to be. So I just want to encourage everybody during the holiday season, when you're tempted to be frantic, when you're tempted to be upset, when you're tempted to remember all the negative moments mm-hmm. from uh, winters and Thanksgivings and Christmases past, all the times you didn't get what you wanted or get your way, stop, 
be thankful, step into those unforced rhythms of grace, and really start appreciating what God's done in your life and where you are and what you have. So ending today, I want to say, whether you know it or not, we're thankful for you. Yes. And um, we believe we are better together. So keep your eyes and ears out for more podcasts headed your way. And um, be thankful, be grateful, and enjoy those that are around you. God bless. God bless.